This is Morning Breath, your drive-time devotion sure to jumpstart your day. Hosted by Pastor Dan Stahlbaum. Morning Breath starts now. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the program on this beautiful Tuesday. We're in the month of December, Pastor Brian. Can you believe it? Man, it's awesome. It's December 3rd. We're glad you've taken time out of your busy day to join us here on Morning Breath to get into the Word of God. That's what Morning Breath is all about, just to spend some time in the Word. What we do is read a chapter of the Bible, then spend some time thinking about it, praying about it, asking Jesus to speak to us about it and speak to us through His Word. And then we come down to the studios here at the Merritt Island campus of East Coast Christian Center We read the chapter on the air, and then we talk about wherever God leads us in the chapter. And my co-host today is Pastor Brian Moore. How are you doing, Pastor Brian? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. Good. Good to be here. Yeah, it's good to be uh, good to be with you. Should I tell them how to get them over the show? I'd rather say this first. Okay. I'd rather be here than the best hospital in Brevard County. Oh, me too, by far. (laughs) There's good hospitals though, but this is a whole lot better. I'd rather be here though. True. Come on. True. All right, so let's uh, let's talk about how to get on the show. If you uh, want to get on board with uh, reading the Word of God with us on a daily basis, we'd love to have you do that. The way that I find what chapters we're headed towards is uh, our website, eccc.us. There's a, there's a link there for our Morning Breath uh, page. It'll Another link there that'll ask you if you'd like to see the chapter list, and uh, click on that. You'll see day by day what chapter we're headed towards and where we've been. You also could get our podcast. You could yeah. subscribe to our podcast through whatever... Uh, store you would do that through, whether that's an Apple store or a Google store, uh, depending on your device, or call the church office, 321-452-1060, and let uh, the receptionist there know. Many times that's Ernestine, and she'll uh, she'll get you something sent out. We'll get you a guide sent in the, in the mail. Uh, we could also email you one out if you want to give her your email address that way, and uh, we would love for you to read the Word of God and be changed by it. It will change your life. Awesome. Anything else? Well, there's some stuff going on this weekend. We've what got, about, uh, what is this thing here, Christmas on the Parkway? Well, I, rumor is it's going to snow Friday night, uh, Friday afternoon at least, well, in preparation of Friday night. outside is fr- Keep frightful, going. Frightful. frightful. We're going to have some— I'm trying uh, to give you backup oh, background music. That's great. Trying. So we're going to have a nice uh, snowball fight. I believe there'll be Woo. room for snowball fights, and there'll Come be on. room for uh, some sledding. Uh, yes. We'll have a couple uh, big We're going to have an little. extra wide hill, too, so we can get more people down. Multiple lanes. Multiple lanes. Oh, we always had two lanes. Yeah. We're going for at least four, maybe four six. Lanes. We're, we're headed towards four to six lanes, uh, so you can bring your kids out and have a blast. It's a free event. We'd love for you to come. It's here at uh, East Coast Christian Center at our Merritt Island Parkway uh, location and yep. uh, come out. It'll be right on the parkway. We're well, not literally on the road, but just in the parking lot inside yep. of the road. And yep. so you'll see it from the road. But come. I would I would free. encourage you. Free. Come yep. early free um, because there's crowds and they come and it's good times. Had so what's all. early? What time does it start? starts at 6 o'clock, uh, okay. 6 to 9. Cool. And uh, we'd love to... Just uh, I don't know. We just throw a party on the on the parkway. Basically, is what we do, and we there's do. snow in there too. Good to have you, man. Let's there'll be, there'll come be hay on rides. Out. There'll be uh, photo ops. There'll yep. be all sorts of cool stuff. All sorts of things. Yep. You have a good time. Yep. And uh, shred the halls. Yeah, that's metal church. We do uh, once a month. We have a, a metal church out, outreach that happens where it is a metal band. Did he say outreach, Nick? Did yeah. he say ouch? Reach. Outreach. It's, I think he I said ouch. It. I think he said outreach. That's only for us uh, um, people that, with gentle ears. Well, they they we, would say ouch. But. Yeah, and when we go out and serve, sometimes I have ouch week because then I get sore afterwards. But anyway, go ahead. I'm sorry. Shred the so, halls. Yeah, Metal Church. It happens on Saturday, the first Saturday of the month. And so this Saturday, uh, December the 7th at 7 p.m. in the Avenue Worship Center, which is at 85 Richland Avenue, just next door, actually, to our Parkway Worship Center. Yep, yep. And uh, come out. Check that out. There will uh, it'll be a, uh, Again, it'll be a party. Uh, we like to party in December. It's yep. a good time to party. So shred the halls, they're calling it, and uh, come out, and there'll be a 
some band, metal band playing, and uh, a lot of fun and fellowship. Yep, and we just uh, let you know New Year's is coming, and we do a yeah. big uh, time of seeking, 21 days of prayer fasting. It'll be a great time. Have a devotion that's getting put together for you right now. Uh, awesome event coming up for the beginning of the year. And, of course, lots of stuff going on around Christmas, Christmas Eve services and all that. So l- get involved in church this Christmas. Yeah, check out the website. December's uh, all a those good tickets year. are available. At this I mean point, a good month. Are available for Christmas Eve. Yep. All of our services, <clears throat> I think it's 14 services across our campuses we're going to have. For Christmas Eve and Christmas Eve Eve. Yeah, it's going to yep. be fun. Yeah, it'll be blast. Anyway, so uh, that's it. Nick's sitting over here running the board. Isn't that right, Nick? Yes, sir. Okay. And so uh, we're going to get right in there and read the chapter. We're in 1 Corinthians chapter 14. And uh cool chapter, 40 verses. Yep. I'm going to read the first 20. How's that? Um, I'll get you started. Are you in the New King James? <clears throat> I am, as always. I was always. I'm in the New Living Translation. Oh, my so gosh. Here let we me, go. Let me get you started, Pastor Dan. I say to you, read, sir. Pursue love and desire spiritual gifts, but especially that you may prophesy. For he who speaks in a tongue does not speak to men but to God, for no one understands him. However, in the Spirit he speaks mysteries. But he who prophesies speaks edification and exhortation and comfort to men. He who speaks in a tongue edifies himself, but he who prophesies edifies the church. I wish you all spoke with tongues, but even more that you prophesied, for he who prophesied prophesies is greater than he who speaks with tongues, unless, indeed, he interprets that the church may receive edification. But now, brethren, if I come to you speaking with tongues, what shall I profit you unless I speak to you either by revelation, by knowledge, by prophesying, or by teaching? even things without life, whether flute or harp, when they make a sound, unless they make a distinction in the sounds, how will it be known what is piped or played? For if the trumpet makes an uncertain sound, who will prepare for battle? So likewise you, unless you utter by the tongue words easy to understand, how will it be known what is spoken? For you will be speaking into the air. There are, it may be, so many kinds of languages in the world, and none of them is without significance. Therefore, if I do not know the meaning of the language, I shall be a foreigner to him who speaks, and he who speaks will be a foreigner to me. Even so you, since you are zealous for spiritual gifts, let it be for the edification of the church that you seek to excel. Therefore, let him who speaks in a tongue pray that he may interpret. For if I pray in a tongue, my spirit prays, but my understanding is unfruitful. What is the conclusion then? I will pray with the Spirit, I will also pray with my understanding. I will sing with the Spirit, and I will also sing with the understanding. Otherwise, if you bless with the Spirit, how will he who can, who occupies the place of the uninformed say amen at your giving of thanks, since he does not understand what you say? For indeed, For you indeed give thanks well, but the other is not edified. I thank my God I speak with tongues more than you all. Yet in the church I would rather speak five words with my understanding that I may teach others also than 10,000 words in a tongue. Brethren, do not be children in understanding. However, in malice be babes, but in understanding be mature. All right, verse 21. It is written in the scriptures, I will speak to my own people through strange languages and through the lips of foreigners. But even then they will not listen to me, says the Lord. So you see that speaking in tongues is a sign not for believers, but for unbelievers. Prophecy, however, is for the benefit of believers, not unbelievers. Even so, if unbelievers or people who don't understand these things come into your church meeting and hear everyone speaking in an unknown language, they will think you're crazy. But if all of you are prophesying and unbelievers or people who don't understand these things come into your meeting, they will be convicted of sin and judged by what you say. 
As, as they listen, their secret thoughts will be exposed, and they will fall to their knees and worship God, declaring, God is truly here among you. Well, my brothers, my brothers and sisters, let's summarize. When you meet together, one will sing, another will teach, another will tell some special revelation God has given, one will speak in tongues, and another will interpret what is said. But everything that is done must strengthen all of you. No more than two or three shall, should speak in tongues. They must speak one at a time, and someone will, must interpret what they say. But if no one is present, who can interpret? They must be silent in your church meeting and speak in tongues to God privately. Let two or three people prophesy, and let the others evaluate what is said. But if someone is prophesying and another person receives a revelation from the Lord, the one who is speaking must stop. In this way, all who prophesy will have a turn will have a turn to speak one after the other, so that everyone will learn and be encouraged. Remember that people who prophesy are in control of their spirit and can take turns. For God is not a God of disorder, but of peace, as in all the meetings of God's holy people. Women, women should be silent during the church meetings. It is not proper for them to speak. They should be submissive, just as the law says. If they have any questions, they should ask their husband at home, for it is improper for women to speak in church meetings. Or do you think God's word originated with you Christians? Are you Corinthians? Sorry, let me read that again. Verse 36. <laughs> or do you think God's word originated with you Corinthians? Are you the only ones to whom it was given? If you claim to be a prophet or think you are spiritual, you must recognize what I am saying is a command from the Lord himself. But if you do not recognize this, you yourself will not be recognized. So, my dear brothers and sisters, be eager to prophesy and don't forbid speaking in tongues. But but be sure that everything is done properly and in order. Amen. Uh, awesome. What do you want to talk about? There's a whole lot going on there. You think? Well, I, I mean, I, I like... I mean, basically, the for me, the first verse and the last verse of this chapter kind of <laughs> summate. I mean, it's just really, it's a picture for it's me a of, of Paul's heart going, you know what? Verse 1 says, let love be your highest goal. And then he finishes it with, hey, you know what? Let's keep things in order here. Let's make sure it's done properly in order. And that is a love act as someone who's fathering these people or yes. is pastoring and caring for these people is going, hey, we can really focus on all the tongue stuff and all the prophecy stuff and women speaking or not speaking and who's doing what in order and what's out of order. But he's saying, listen, let love be number one. And if love trumps number one, if love starts the equation and finishes the equation and that order and chaos, because chaos and confusion is not of God, like let's make sure that that we're doing these things in order, but let's do it with love. Like it, it's clear that there were multiple people trying to say what they had to say and had to get done, right? Like there were people fighting or, you know, trying to Wait push no, Brian, back and I forth. want to say something. Yeah, go yeah, ahead. It's keep, like talking see, right over you, somebody. It's like, not good. Where, where does honor fall into play? Where does, you know... Where, where does the presence of God over that I have a word or I have a gift or I have a this, or I have a that? And he's saying, hey, let love be the highest goal. Let's love the foreigner that might come in our midst. Let's love those that are here. Let's edify. Let's build up. There's so much of a pastor's heart like in, in Paul coming out right here going, yes. hey, let me help you here, you know. And we can get caught up and try to, you know, get doctrinally into like all the details here. But I think the reality is he's going, hey, let me care for you guys. Like, let me help you with care because it's a little bit out of control. Yeah, and in fact, if you look at the last verse of chapter 12, yeah. this is what he says, but earnestly desire the best gifts, and yet I show you a more excellent way. And what I think a lot of people miss there is that what he's saying, I show you a more excellent way to, and then operate in the gifts, live together, do life, all those things. And then he spends all of 13 talking about love. Yep. And then he sums that up one more time in the, the verse that you shared, pursue love and desire spiritual gifts, but especially you may prophesy. So he's saying, man, 
it, not just in this 14 chapters, he's saying you got to get this part together, but really when you read all of what he's got to say in Corinthians about the gifts, he's put love in the center yeah. of the two chapters. He's kind of bookend love on each end with 12 being a you know real spiritual gifts chapter, 14 being a real spiritual gifts chapter. He sandwiched them around love. And you know, when I was a young Christian, and I was trying to figure all this stuff out, and please don't get me wrong. It's not that I'm old now and I've got it all figured out. But when I, it was all new to me, and I was trying to figure out, you know, I felt like I might have had a prophetic word for somebody, yeah. and I didn't, I just don't know, didn't know what to do with it. You know, like, what do I do? What do I do? Is that me? Is that God? Is that the devil? What's going on? And so I talked to a guy who was older in the Lord and knew some more about this kind of stuff. And I said, how do you tell? And he says, do you feel love for the person? Well. You know, he said, what I do is I actually let anything I do in the gifts start with love. Yeah. When God <clears throat> points them out to me and draws me to them in love, and there is a connection there. Now, we're supposed to love everybody. I get it. And, you know, but sometimes you feel it more than others. Yeah, I love, uh, I love it, you more than Nick. Is that a problem? Not at all with me, but it might oh, be with Nick. Oh, hey, Nick. I love you, oh, too. Oh, I forgot you're sitting there, Nick. No, yeah, but I mean, sometimes you just feel it more. Now, there's other times, you know, that you, you know, oh, I feel the same about everybody. Eh, you know, that's some sort of spiritual mumbo jumbo. But let that love be what drives you. The one verse in the Bible says, let love be your aim, your great quest. Wow. I think in the Amplified, it's put that, that love would be your aim, your great quest. And so what helps you aim the spiritual gifts? What 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 is the reason that you're ever involved in them? Why would you get involved with them? And who would you minister to them to? People that you're in love with. And I think this really fits Paul because Paul loved the church. Yeah. And so he keeps saying, man, don't focus on this just for yourself. Focus on it for edifying the church. Come on, you want to, let's build up the church, man. Because Paul loved the church and said he carried the the weight or the load or the burden of the church on his shoulders all the time. Wow. And uh, there's, a, there's a picture there that I think it's really good, Brian. I think that love has got to be the ruling factor. And there's a lot of stuff we could... We could go through here uh, to, like you said, break it down and and all the different forms and fashions and maybe remove some of the confusion. But love is a is a deal. And the other thing is decent and in order. But I don't use either of those as an excuse for the gifts not having a place in your life. Yeah, that, I think that that happens frequently where people get a little bit maybe even freaked out by the gifts, and so they they can blame it even on the on the word of God of going well. It says be done in order and proper, and so I'm not I'm not I don't want to mess that up, right? That that becomes such a strong filter for you is the proper and in an order. And I think he's saying in a church setting, he's saying in a in a service setting, make sure that the service doesn't get all wild and out of control to the point of that we aren't really sure what direction we're headed and what we're doing together, that this is a, a unity thing, that we're supposed to be dwelling together in unity and yes. working hard at unity yes. and not division and dissension and all the all the conflict that can come at times. And I just love I, I don't know, I love the filter of love like that to me, when he talks about foreigners coming into your midst, and, you know, we we see people coming into our church that are, I had a conversation yesterday with a couple that, you know, was just really amazed. They've come out of a setting, you know, mature believers have come out of a setting where they hadn't seen a lot of guests coming to their church for a long time. And we have a lot of people that come in by the grace of God to the through the front door of our church and from all walks of life. And, you know what, you're listening to this, 
you're welcome here. Come on. Absolutely. You know, we'd love to have, love you. To have you. And uh, the <clears throat> thought of going, you know what? There are people in our midst that don't understand all the depths and all the details and all the stuff. And Paul's trying to go, hey, let's be careful. But you know what? Let's not stop this stuff. He's not saying, hey, don't do anything. You here. can all prophesy one by one, he says. <laughs> yeah, he's saying, hey, there's, let's yeah. make room for this. But he's also saying, hey, let's not be out of control. Let's make sure that we're understanding who's in the room and what we're doing here. And sometimes we can lose focus on the moment. And because the moment, because I have this thing and I got to get it out versus the bigness of what God might be doing in a bigger picture. So Yeah, I love, there's a couple of verses that are really strong that way. Of course, verse 26 says, how is it then, brethren, when you come together, each of you has a psalm, yeah. has a teaching, has a tongue, has a revelation, has an interpretation. Let all things be done decent and in order. And then verse 31, I think, from the New Living is maybe better. Uh, a better read. Would you read it from there? Yeah. In this way, all who prophesy will have a turn to speak one after the other so that everyone will learn and be encouraged. Yes. And so it's, it's basically saying, you know, uh, don't get out of order in this situation. You know, if something's revealed to the one over here, you just hush for a minute. And then they basically said, where's the verse I was looking for? Verse 32, read that one now. It says, remember that people who prophesy are in control of their spirit and can take turns. Are you serious? I thought if the me? Spirit of God came on me, I couldn't hold it in. <laughs> and I've, ha- I've actually had somebody look me in the eye and say, man, that was the Spirit of God. I couldn't let it out. I couldn't hold it in. Yeah. And, I mean, I was uh, this is wild, but I was in a service years ago, and as I was up there, we're worshiping. I felt like the Lord said, when there's a break, uh, you guys, I know that this will be a tough one. <laughs> That that person right over there on the aisles going to speak a word, tell her to stop. She's out of order. Huh. And uh, I thought, oh, no, please, no, please, <laughs> just don't do it. Just please, don't don't, do don't it. say a word, lady. You know. And course, as soon as there was a break, she jumps up and starts. And I said, uh, stop. It's, don't do that. People can't hear you in the back. They can't yeah. hear you under the balcony. If you want to say something, come up front, use the mic. And she said, oh, I thought you would recognize wow. when the Spirit of God was speaking. That was her immediate response. It was like, mm, yeah, <laughs> it's on, like Donkey Kong, you know. But you get that whole thing, and there's been a lot of excess or error in that area. But the other side of it is I, I just fear, even in my own life, have I moved, you know, the other way too far yeah. and trying to keep everything decent and in order. Yeah. You've got to really walk this line. It's, a, it's, a, it's one of the things that is supposed to be a divine tension, yeah. that there's never supposed to be one side too far or the other, but a divine tension that pulls on us both ways. And uh, it's, it's challenging sometimes. Yeah, I'm sure. And it comes back to the, are we doing this in love? Like, is, Come on. is that thing... So passionate for you to you have to because you love people so well that you 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 feel like if I don't do this that I'm not gonna love well like where where is that line and that tipping point because if love drives you then we can uh, you know we we can we can take turns well you know like yeah. we tell our kids you know like you teach your kids hey take turns share you know like all these things but then we we feel like oh we're so motivated or moved by the spirit that we we can't do that well how about God God's into order and he's he's able um, to to help us 
fall in line and uh, and really just serve one another. This again is about serving one another with a with a prophetic word. There's a there's a gift for someone in that, and yes. uh, it's a gift, and yeah. it's not a it's not a a half to and a punch in the gut all the time. It's actually a gift that you're going to deliver to someone and to the body. And this is meant to be bodybuilding. Like this is meant to be the whole. And um, in any group of people, there are people from all walks of life and maybe all, you know, different places. And so when we make sure that that thing lands, that it lands for the whole and not for just for the one, you know, and uh, that we would all be built up by it. And so it says that it would strengthen all of you, which is a, which is a, actually a, a pretty a pretty hefty task. I mean, <laughs> when you think about going, you know what, if you're going to do this, do it so that it would strengthen all of you. And um, again, that's just another filter that we can use and going, hey, should this... Is this for now? Is this for something that's supposed to be public or supposed to be for my, you know, myself? Absolutely. You know, there's a there's a lot going on here about women too, and this is one of the verses that, uh, you know, people use to say women aren't uh, allowed to speak or teach in the church. And verse thirty four says, "Let your women keep silent in the church." Sometimes people translate that "your women." Uh, that most translations admit that, omit that word "your." Um, but I like the translation that's, that's mine in here. Um, many believe this was a cultural issue with women sitting on one side of the room, men sitting on the other side of the room, women standing up and yelling across the room, uh, asking their husband a question, you know, uh, that's why it says, you know, to do it at home. There are other places in scripture to do it that way. Um, Aguila, Aguila and Priscilla, uh, both taught, uh, Apollos, that's in 1 Corinthians 11.5, Galatians 3.28 says that we're the same male, female, you know, rich, poor, all of that type of thing. It's the opposite of what's been shared and taught in the church as a whole. It says, uh, when it says this, it says, let your women keep silent in church for they are not permitted to speak, but they are to be submissive as the law also says. Do you know that there's nowhere that the law says a woman cannot teach? But there's a lot of places where it says you should be submissive. Yeah, you should have a submissive attitude. The Bible says that about me too, by the way. But that's you know, I'm not a. <laughs> that's woman. not just women only. Yeah, I'm not a woman, by the way. But yeah, being submissive is important. And when the scripture is saying someone is not to usurp, or I mean, it'd be just like if you know Brian was preaching on Sunday morning, and somebody jumped up and said, uh, "No, no, no, I, it's, I'm supposed to be doing this." Yeah. That's not submissive. That's rebellious and out of order. Yeah. And when that's going on, that shouldn't happen. And if these girls couldn't get it together, let your women keep silent in the church. Yeah. Just just hush in this situation. And some people would say, you know, oh, wait a minute. That, that you know, women can teach kids, but they can't teach men. I don't think you can find that delineation in the Bible. If you can you know, find that delineation in the Bible. I guess I should see it. It would help me that way. Oh, yeah, but it says, like, you know, women teach the children and all that stuff. Uh, Well, it's talking about your own children. So does that mean fathers don't teach their children? Well. So, you know, you don't, don't twist the scripture to make it say what you want to say. And I know it's hard for some people to get over this. And if you can't, I'm, that's okay. I'll love you anyway, because that's what we're talking about here today is most important in the situation. Um. But, you know, <clears throat> that's kind of what people deal with in this situation. Yeah, it's, it, for me, if, it's just sad. It, it's sad to me that it's so it's such a divisive thing. Um, 
I mean, I understand when people are like, hey, you know what the Scripture says, and so that's what's going to divide, and we want the Word of God to divide right oh, now and all that. Of course that's important. But when we it turns into firestorms on the Internet that become divisive within the church and that the church gets divided when the world needs to see the church loving one another and caring for each other. And yeah. this is a recent firestorm. Like, this is a, like culturally, this in the last month has been a, a huge ordeal um, where someone was taking a shot at Beth Moore, who's an incredible, oh, has yeah. done some incredible things for the kingdom of God. And uh, that she should, quote unquote, go home or something like that, which is just ridiculous. And um, that the 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 ridiculousness of that that can be very harsh and very intense is not, again, this thing started out with, hey, do this in love. Like, let love be your highest goal. And um, when you get so impassioned that we lose track of the love part of this, we, we're we going to start erring in all sorts of um, places. And so we need to be careful. And that's that's not taking, you know, the firestorm out there and just speaking to the person out there. That's actually saying to me, I want to be careful that I don't become so much that somebody is less spiritual because they don't operate in some of this, or you're more spiritual because you do operate in it. How about if we just encourage one another and build each other up, which is actually what the gifts are meant to do, is to build one another and to be for the whole that we would all grow, that we would all move forward. And I want to be a grower. I want to be a lifelong grower. I want to learn and grow and move forward and not end up back somewhere going, you know what, I'm just drifting somewhere. We're going to take a break and we'll be back after that. You are listening to Morning Breath from East Coast Christian Center, Merritt Island, Vieira, and Coco. Need a fence professionally done the first time? Hercules and Atlas Fence, owned and operated by Mike Green, has been certified since 1960. No job is too small or too big. Hercules and Atlas Fence, 321-258-9853. Or visit us online at ineedafencenow.com. For over 30 years, CB Plumbing has been a family-owned and operated business that is dedicated and proud to serve the Brevard County community. CB Plumbing covers both drain and sewer line cleaning for commercial and residential. CB Plumbing, for all your plumbing needs. 321-783-6000. That's 321-783-6000. Customer satisfaction is their guarantee. For 30 years, Cabern Air Conditioning has proudly served the Space Coast area. Honest, professional, and reliable, and customer satisfaction is their top priority. Whether it's repairs, maintenance, or it's time to upgrade your old system, Cabern Air will take care of it. 321-784-0127. That's 321-784-0127. Or visit them online at cabern.com. Hi everyone, Kevin Barfield here with Barfield Contracting and Associates. We are a fully licensed and insured roofing and building contractor. We're located in Cocoa Village, but we service all of Brevard County and surrounding communities. We also offer many discounts, military, senior. As always, we offer free estimates and we appreciate every opportunity that we're given. We're at 454-4531. That's 454-4531, Barfield Contracting. Treating you like family. God bless you. The Mezzanine Church for Young Adults. Pursuing the presence of God both locally and globally, the Mezzanine meets at East Coast Christian Center every Sunday night at 7 p.m. Call 321-452-1060, extension 133, for more information. That's 452-1060. 
or visit mz9.org. Welcome back to the show. This is Morning Breath. All right. Uh, I've, and in closing, we wanted to just maybe <laughs> talk through talk through verse 20 here. Uh, it says, Dear brothers and sisters, uh, don't be childish in your understanding of these things. Be innocent as babies when it comes to evil, but be mature in understanding matters of this kind. And then it goes on and it quotes uh, another verse. But I, I just I like the I like the innocence part of you know of evil. Like we we want to be so mature about what's evil and what's wrong at times, and uh, so you know immature sometimes about what is mature in the scriptures. And yeah, so come on, let's uh, let's dig into the scripture. Let's dig into what God's best is, and let's learn let's learn His His plan for our lives and be very mature at that. Let's be like I said before the break. Let's be mature growers. Let's be people who grow in understanding of who God is and uh, what he wants to use us to do, encourage us to do. And the, the quote um, from the scriptures here, the next verse, is talking about that, he'll, that God would speak through my own people, um, speak to my own people through strange languages and through the lips of foreigners. And I want to be open to that. I want to be somebody who's going, all right, God, speak to me. And if that means it's got to be through a donkey even, come on, do it. God, you, you are able. You're going to do radical stuff. But I also want to be concerned about what is evil and not be beating each other up along the way. Let's be people who love well and encourage well. And uh, be stirred up in the gifts. Let's do it, and uh, let's let's honor God with it in Jesus' name. How about that? Amen. All right. God bless you guys. Have a great day. We'll see you soon. Thank you for listening to Morning Breath from East Coast Christian Center. We hope to see you at one of our locations this weekend. For additional information, such as service times, events, and more, please visit us at eccc.us. Thanks, and we hope you have a blessed day.